Welcome to the Experience Starting Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, I'm excited to feature my recent conversation with my admissions colleague, Haley Whitlock-Jury. Haley is a director of admissions and serves on the admissions committee here at the Darden School of Business, and she also leads our women's recruitment efforts. Haley and I recently sat down to talk a little bit more about her background, what led her to Darden, why she's passionate about women's recruitment, some of the resources that exist to help women learn more about business school and the MBA, as well as Darden specifically, as well as Haley's advice for prospective students. So without further ado, here is my conversation with my admissions colleague, Haley Whitlock-Jury. Haley, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Brett. Great to have you on here. Um, we start all of these conversations the same way. Uh, part of my goal in terms of inviting admissions colleagues on here is I want prospective students to learn about the great team of people who help shape the class here. So uh, who are you? Uh, what's your background? And what do you do here? Sure. Um Thanks for having me. I um, am a Wahoo, so uh, graduated back in 98, which seems really, really long ago now, but um, had a great experience and volunteered in the undergraduate admissions office as a student and had a lot of great mentors that crystallized for me that you can do this as a career path um, and work in higher education and help impact students' lives. So um, then set on that path and got my master's and um, went to work in undergrad admissions at Georgetown and Johns Hopkins before returning to UVA um, and working career services on route to Darden about, I've been here now 15 years. So um, really enjoy um, being part of students' lives and here at Darden, getting to know them and their families and, and being part of their journey is a real privilege. So Darden has all these people who've been here for 15, 20, 25, 30 years. We tell this prospective students all the time, like, once people get here, they just fall fall in love. I'm wondering uh, what brought you here initially? Well, I mean, obviously, having spent four years here as an undergrad, fell in love with Charlottesville, um, you know, had a great college experience. It was everything that I thought it would be and more, and um Love the community. Um, even after I left Charlottesville, um, UVA has a really strong alumni network and um, just folks that really have mentored me at different stages in my career. So um, also, I bleed orange and blue. We got married in the UVA chapel. Both of my children were born at UVA Hospital. So um, the draw to Charlottesville has always been there. <laughs> I would say so. So um, talk about the work you do currently with the admissions committee. Um, we've obviously, one of the big storylines uh, this year uh, for our class of 2021 is that we hit 40% women. I don't think uh, it, that is, it's fantastic. Um, yeah. I don't think any of us, though, would say that's the final destination oh, right. on, in terms of our overall admissions goals. But a big news story. Uh, I know you've been really involved uh, with helping recruit women to Darden uh, for a while now. Uh, and I want to give you some time to talk about all the many things that are going on here because it's mm-hmm. it's both an admission story, it's also a current stu- student story, an Absolutely. alumni story. So um, talk about some of the work that, that you've been doing. Right. No, I mean, that is definitely a historic achievement um, and something that a huge number of people have had a part in. Um, and the momentum has been building over the last couple years. Um, there's been a lot of, I feel like a combination of things that have come together. Uh, I feel like um, 
certainly our mini case events, I think, are really helpful, particularly with women, um, just in terms of like demystifying the case method and folks giving us feedback that, oh, wow, you know, 45 minutes ago, I ne- I didn't know any of the people in this room and I didn't know anything about this case and I felt like I could contribute and we have a rapport. And if I can do that in 45 minutes to an hour, what can I do in two years at Darden? So I think that has been helpful, especially with women. Um, and the dean has made it a priority to um, create more women's scholarships. Um, and so I obviously think that that is a great example of putting your money where your mouth is. Um, so I know that those resources have been very helpful in attracting top women to Darden. Um, and then we have a lot of support from student leaders and alumni leaders um, through various events, women at Darden events um, all across the country. In fact, we're hosting um, in New York tomorrow night. I'm sorry, not tomorrow night, Tuesday night, next Tuesday night, um, a women's wine tasting that we're inviting some of our admitted women to. Um, and, you know, they can be professional in nature or they can be, you know, more fun and social in nature. We did a yoga one in D.C. in the spring. So um, it's nice to just be able to showcase our alumni um, to incoming women and prospective women and allow them to have real conversations about career trajectories, um, finding your voice in, in business school, you know, a whole host of topics. Um, and our graduate women in business uh, group here, I am very lucky to get to work with. And I know you interviewed some of the leaders on the podcast a couple weeks ago, but um, they do an amazing job in terms of making personal connections with prospective students, whether it be folks visiting here on their class visit days or interviews or hosting coffee chats wherever they're traveling, um, and also just spreading the word through different social media outlets and um, that Darden is a place where you can shape your educational experience and you can leave a legacy in terms of leadership. Um Women, while we're at 40%, which is a great number, we're always wanting to push that higher. Um, so while they're still technically underrepresented in the class, they're overrepresented in terms of leadership. Um, I think of the 50 plus clubs we have, women, um, are the leaders, uh, uh, you know, president VPs of over half of those clubs and, um, the section reps, four of the five section uh, reps are women. So uh, they definitely have a really strong voice in terms of, you know, the direction of the school. So all of those things, I feel like um, there's a lot of momentum and I'm hoping we can inch closer to 50 or even 60, if I can say that. <laughs> so um, what brought you to this work initially? Um, certainly feels like when I first came to Darden, it's around the time the Obama administration kind of convened business schools and said, hey, you know, we need to talk about the sort of gender disparity in your programs. We mm-hmm. need to figure out how to get more women uh, in interested in business uh, at business schools. And it seemed like there was a big sort of push um, that was sort of driven by the administration, obviously wholeheartedly accepted uh, by business schools. I wonder what uh, what attracted you to the work that you're doing now and, and why you feel it's important. Well, I you know, I will say, uh, especially as an undergrad at UVA, I was liberal arts, psychology and French. So business was never in the cards for me. Um, but I can think back to my own experience and 
there was not really a pre-business path as an undergraduate, at least at that time and here. I know different schools vary, but there were uh, bona fide pre-law, pre-med, pre-health programs and advisors and resources. And so business was kind of a, oh, well, you know, maybe later or um, certainly I think that the desire of most business schools to have some degree of work experience plays into that. But um, there was just overall lack of awareness about the career options an MBA could potentially provide. Um, and so I think that that is something that we're certainly making headway on, but um, there's a lot of more work to do in terms of um, reaching students, educating them, reaching career undergrad career advisors, educating them. So that definitely played a role in my um, wanting to work with women specifically and, and getting them into um, business schools and boardrooms. And, you know, they're we all know the statistics in terms of how, unfortunately, women are still very underrepresented in at the sea level, and um, so how can we change that? Um, and because obviously, women bring a lot of different things to the table, and um, how can we use that strategically to to make better business decisions? And um, you know, we talk a lot about Darden about finding your why and finding your purpose, and I feel like. Um, the different initiatives that I've had the opportunity to work with and through Graduate Women in Business and the Forte Foundation, um, a lot of that has been focusing on how we can help um, women find their why. And a lot of times it's just, wow, I didn't even know that this was an option. And so making those connections for them and and, and connecting them with mentors and resources to, to find their way. <clears throat> so certainly, uh, as you were talking about um, building awareness at the undergraduate level or even pre-undergraduate uh, level, but certainly working with people um, who were in college or you know, starting to think about their next steps or building a career. Uh, I was thinking about Forte and the Forte Foundation and the work that, that they've done. Um, this is obviously an organization we partner with mm-hmm. uh, on a number of initiatives, uh, have have done so for a number of years. Um, some of our listeners may not know much about Forte. Sure. So do you want to talk a little bit about uh, this organization and maybe how, if I'm a prospective student and I want to get engaged with Forte, how I might do that? Sure. Yeah. So Forte, um, we've been a partner of theirs since their inception, and it is a consortium of 54 uh, top business schools across U.S., Canada, and Europe, um, and leading corporations aimed at promoting women in business careers and business schools. Um, and to that education piece we talked about earlier. And they've done a lot of work, I'd say, in the last three to five years of really doing a good job segmenting the different populations. So we've got this early career, maybe um, college level um, audience where that education process starts, um, exposing them to what is uh, a finance career look like, even drilling down to what is the day in the life of a hedge fund manager look like? Is that something that, you know, would ever be a possibility for them? Um, connecting them with women in those different fields, Um giving them different resources, webinars, conferences that they can attend just to learn more and and um, expand themselves in that way. And then obviously the pre-MBA, MBA um, folks that we work with um, in terms of designating Forte scholarships for women that come to Darden um, and 
a bunch of forums, which are recruiting events that are held in the summer and fall every year. And those are um, literally rounding up all of the business schools in one room, a really loud room um, where women can have one-stop shopping and, and get to know the different programs, talk to representatives, alumni um, from the different schools to figure out what might what school might make their shortlist and, and where they might want to head next in their research. And then, of course, we also now have this professional or executive um, level where women that are more further along in their career and considering different issues, maybe on and off ramping, um, whether or not to pursue an executive MBA degree and different options there. So Forte's really um, done a good job of kind of customizing their message to those different audiences. And um, we enjoy working with them in terms of getting more women interested in business. You make a, a great point. If you don't know about it, can you really aspire to it? Can you really uh, have it as a goal? And so learning about someone's job, I, I would imagine there are just a number of people walking around uh, who may know a little bit about business but have no idea what it means to uh, be a manager in a hedge fund. Or you hear all these things thrown out. You watch the news. Uh, people talk about their jobs. But you may be a little bit nervous about asking, like, well, what do you right. exactly do? What What is that? And so um, having – Organizations sort of dedicated to help unpack that information, help people understand at a base level, this is what this looks like. This is what this yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely in that group. And, and I'm so, so grateful for my two years in career services before coming here because I, you know, just the vocabulary, P&L and, you know, all of those roles and functions and things that, um, I, you know, I certainly wasn't aware of. So that was helpful because um, those are many of the roles that our students go on to. Well, we talk about um, the alphabet soup of Darden, right? Yes. You know, there's so many abbreviations, <laughs> and it's a little bit in-groupy uh, when you start, you know, LO and Jim and all this kind of right. language, um, and, and try to pause and say, well, let's talk about what these classes actually are. But um, certainly, if you're just trying to figure out if you want to get an MBA at all, even the idea of an MBA, what an MBA entails, what it is, what it isn't, all this kind of stuff, um, many people just want to start there with the conversation. We're not even talking about right. class yet. Right. Uh, oh, 100%. So um, you work closely with the Graduate Women in Business uh, student organization. Um, as you mentioned, they, a couple of their leaders, uh, Laura Brokaw, Lauren Shaw, have been on the podcast. Extremely impressive people. Probably one of the most active student organizations here on grounds um, at the school. And I'm Interested to hear a little bit more about their conference. So they were mm -hmm. they were here right before the conference, which right. was both great and also I was like, oh man, we got to get somebody <laughs> to come back to talk about the Is conference. He, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so, what was this year's conference all about? I know I know you work closely with them, just generally. I'm curious to hear about what that collaboration looks like. Um, but how about this year's conference? Right. So um, this year's conference was all about empowering yourself. Um, they had – it was uh, mid-November, and they had about 20 corporate sponsors over the two days and some really amazing keynote speakers, Nicole Lindsay, who's a Darden alumna um, and founded her own business. She came back for the Thursday evening um, keynote at Farmington. But – then Friday, we kicked off with um, an image consultant, actually, and she had a lot of nuggets and, you know, um, tidbits about um, don't prioritize your schedule, schedule your priorities, which that was one that stuck with me, um, you know, because we're all pulled in a lot of different directions and obviously want to make impact in different ways. But how can we kind of 
center ourselves and, and focus our energies in the most, you know, productive way. Um, and then we had a lot of um, company-led sessions um, about intersectionality, about how to balance the different pieces of you, mind, body, soul, spirit, um, I believe was the Accenture session. Um, and it was just a nice way to pause, especially for our students that are caught up in the academic piece, the recruiting piece, um, to just take a moment to to block out the swirl of Darden and focus on themselves and how can they um, really become them best, their best selves. And then I think that certainly carries over to the recruiting and the, the classroom experience and those kind of things. So it was, I always walk away from those experiences feeling really inspired um, and humbled. And um, it was, it was a fun conference. And November's probably a good time to have that sort of thing where you sort of touch base with with you uh, and sort of give yourself a little bit of time to pause. Uh, it can be a uh, November, December can be challenging months just generally. <laughs> a little panicky uh, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got recruiting going on. Obviously, you have the academic piece. You've been at DART now for a few months. It's starting to right. really kind of pick up. And so I imagine it's no small accident that they decide to have that conference when they have it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, GWIB does a ton of um, – just cut through their resilience initiative. They do a lot of kind of support uh, activities. Like tonight, um, they kick off their exam review sessions. Um, I know in tandem with that, they're also doing um, chair massages. They're bringing in a massage therapist um, because we – who couldn't use one of those? Um, and so very, you know, uh, mindful uh, of the demands on students' time and, and just trying to, to be there and uh, support them as they navigate the next – week or week and a half or so. And you're right, because students here have, uh, they're the kind of people that are inclined to put a lot of things on their plate. Yes. Um, so you talked about all the student leadership. Um, certainly women uh, take on a number of leadership roles here. Uh, that's been certainly the example for the past few years. Um, in addition, you have school. Darden is is academically rigorous and, and challenging. Um, and then you have the social piece. You have the recruiting piece. Every Everything that people are trying to do. So um, it's important to have this kind of community. And mm -hmm. so I'm struck by the fact that there's so many communities within the broader community. So obviously we sure. talk we talk here at Darden about uh, culture and community and these kind of things. And, and GWIB is a community unto mm -hmm. itself and certainly seems to be how, this, how the students approach that. Right. And GWIB, I should, you know, I should also say um, is open to men. And they do a lot of great work um, to – Educate and welcome male allies because um, all of the folks that graduate in, in May are, are going to be business leaders. And so how can they create inclusive communities where they work? And um, so it's important that men are part of the conversation as well. So the Student Admissions Committee, uh, we have a first-year Student Admissions Committee, second-year Student Admissions Committee. Uh, some some of our prospective students may not necessarily know um, just how involved uh, current students are in, in helping us with recruitment mm -hmm. recruiting. Uh, we've got students on the website. We've got all these clubs and organizations. Uh, many of the student leaders who are involved with the clubs and organizations receive emails, phone calls, outreach from prospective students. And then we also have uh, dedicated students who work closely uh, with our admissions team. Mm -hmm. And uh, imagine that some of these students have also been helpful to you as you've, as you've thought about uh, bringing more women to Darden and, and recruiting women. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I have, um, mad respect for all of our, for our 
uh, GWIB leaders and uh, Mary Murphy, who's our current Forte Fellow Ambassador, in terms of uh, fielding a lot of these inquiries and um, requests to meet up from prospective students that are just, you know, doing their due diligence, which is what we like them to do, but um, finding out more about Darden and how it might be a good fit for them, and specifically the community for women here. Um, so they're amazing in, in supporting us in that way. And um, we actually do have, in addition to the student admissions committee members that help plan yield events and help uh, conduct admissions interviews, um, we have, starting last year, two SAC, um, our student admissions committee devoted to working with women. So one thing we added this year to our showcase or open house events was a women's breakfast to kick things off. And so Anne Catherine and Sandara um, help us staff those. And um, it's just kind of a nice laid back, you know, intro to the day before you, you know, tackle the case um, and a good opportunity for students to ask questions that they might not feel comfortable asking the admissions team. Um, so that's been something that's been really helpful. They've also been great in terms of refreshing our women's strip campaign um, and reaching out to students in that way. Um, so, you know, it, there's no there's no shortage of of their dedication in terms of how can I help and where can I be? And um, I'm very lucky to get to work with them. It, it takes a village, as they say. Um, Absolutely. So uh, in terms of next steps, if I'm a female prospective student and I've gotten all the way here to the podcast, so I'm starting to learn about DART and doing some research, uh, what suggestions might you have regarding next steps? Uh, ways that um, someone might be able to engage with uh, Darden or just the desire to pursue an MBA more generally? Sure. Um, I, you know, we're all about relationships at Darden. So reach out to folks. Our, uh, you mentioned earlier the student ambassadors on our website, um, <clears throat> alumni as well. Uh, Darden folks love to tell their story. They tend to gush. Um, nothing wrong with that. Um, but, you know, take advantage of that and, and Ask them, ask them the tough questions. They are always so open and giving of their time and, um, you know, very much the representative of our pay it forward culture. So I think certainly as students that are considering an MBA and still figuring out if this is going to be the right option, um, in addition to those kind of conversations, come visit Darden. You know, one, we have a beautiful, we're very blessed to have a beautiful uh, campus, but um, test drive the case method. Make sure it's a good learning environment um, for you. I, you know, I had some misconceptions myself about case method and how that plays out when I came here. And I, I sat in on some classes and, and did learning team just because I wanted to, to, learn more about it. And I have a lot of respect uh, for our students because there is a lot of preparation um, that goes into it, but it is a very engaging way to learn. And so you want to make sure um, that that's the right fit for you. And in fact, going back to our student admissions committee members, I remember one of our former SAC, Lydia Hackert, she shared a great anecdote um, one time about, you know, the case method um, classroom and especially that you know, infamous cold call can be a little intimidating at first. So how do you, how do you um, tackle that? Especially if it's a, a prep night where you didn't quite uh, get fully baked on the case. And she, of course, uh, had that cold call experience and, you know, 
put herself out there and then afterward engaged in that internal dialogue of, oh, why did I say that? Why didn't I say this? And, you know, quickly getting IMs from her classmates, like, great point, you know, way to go. And um, so just know that it is an affirming environment in that way. Um, and I, I, you know, and she said that's something going forward she made a point to do for her classmates as well. So I feel like even those little uh, little things can can give you that boost when you're a little sleep deprived or, you know, you're focused on interviews you've got later in the day or whatever. So um, I feel like that that's just a good example of, of how supportive the community is here and how that plays out even in the classroom. So, um, and then the other thing I would say is, you know, we're, we host events all over. Um, I mentioned the mini case earlier. I, I'm, that's my favorite. Um, but the, the nice thing is our events tend to be very social in nature and, um, there are a lot of alums there that, that you can chat with and, um, I feel like they're very representative of, of the welcoming culture here. Um, so, if you have an opportunity to, to attend one of those, take advantage of it because you will start to make, you know, new connections that then can hopefully guide you as you move forward. You're right. No, no shortage of ways to make connections. You can schedule a phone call. You can come to a coffee chat. Uh, you can do a networking event, networking dinner. Uh, we also have the mini case discussions. I, I thought your point about the mini case discussions was was really apt in that many people don't know what the case method is, right? It doesn't immediately reveal itself. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, clear from the name. And there are a lot of misconceptions about it. I, I knew it. I knew case discussion, Socratic method from the law school version, mm-hmm. uh, which is different than the right. business school world. And so it was fun for me to see what it looked like. Uh, pretty lively classroom, lots right. of different perspectives, mm-hmm. a lot of hands in the air, people actively uh, seeking to participate. Um, and I, th- I thought that was a lot of, it's a fun way to learn. Yes, there's a little bit of right. uh, anxiety, sure, and you might get called on, but you find your footing, you get you get better. It's like any other, other skill, anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it can be messy at times. Um, and you have to, you have to be willing to put yourself out there. But yeah, I think it all gels. Um, and then it just becomes second nature and you're like, I got this. And if I can do, you know, a hundred cases by November, I can, I can tackle anything. So, um, Haley, obviously this is an exciting time uh, of year for our team. Um, this will, probably come out in the next few weeks, uh, but it's worth noting, uh, get ready to make some offer calls, uh, which is always <laughs> a, a fun, fun experience for us on the admissions team uh, to get to call people just not totally out of the blue, but um, right. but still, uh, there's always that element of like excitement. Um, what what do you love ab- about those phone calls? Oh, it's my favorite day of the year. Um, <clears throat> I get to play Oprah, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, so fun to, you know, we get screaming, we get happy tears, we get the hushed, I'm so excited, but I'm at work, so I can't talk, you know, the full range. Um, I've talked, I've talked to parents that are crying and, you know, it just, it's, um, it's just an acknowledgement of what a long journey, um, that they've been on and, and how appreciative we are of that. And, um, just that we're here to celebrate with them in this amazing moment. Um, so yeah, never gets old. Absolutely not. And, and I've said this many different ways uh, here on the podcast generally, but I think we all get into this business because of the people, right, right and the students. Um, so uh, as you think about the months ahead, uh, beyond just offer calls, what are you looking forward to? What are you excited about? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, it's I, I am excited about um, some events that we've got 
coming up. Um, we talked a little bit earlier about um, the the various events that we host, and there's um there's actually a leadership unscripted series hosted in in your neck of the woods up at our Roslyn campus. Um, that has highlighted um, the variety of um, backgrounds and amazing things that our alumni are doing. Um, so I think it was October that Gene Case spoke about being fearless and being bold. And then um, last month we heard from Carolyn Miles, CEO of Save the Children, about the role of women and girls in the developing world and and how we can each do our part to to move that forward. Um, and then in the spring, we've got um, former Darden faculty member, Melissa Thomas Hunt, who I believe is at Airbnb now and uh, Dean of Gazetta Business School and former faculty member, Erica James, talking about how we make diversity inclusion at the forefront of conversation and, and um, keep that front and center. So that those are things that I think showcase Darden in a different way, and I I love those and just the people in the room, um, the the mix of people in the room. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, looking forward to potentially doing another version of an event we did um, earlier this year for undergraduate women at UVA um, to showcase going back to um, business options um, to showcase the different variety of programs out there um, to get you where you need to go. So we had a panel of um, students from our MBA, our future year uh, scholars program, our um, master's of commerce program over um, at the McIntyre School, our undergraduate business school, and then our co-taught uh, master's of science and business analytics to just show the um, we had about, I'd say, 50 women in the room um, from all different backgrounds, architecture, arts and sciences, um, engineers, um, about how you can parlay that into a business career and um, th- all the different ways to get there. So hoping to uh, reprise that in the spring. Um, and, yeah, that's that's what's cooking right now. <laughs> yeah, the, I've really enjoyed um, – I missed both Leadership Unscripted series uh, events. I just was traveling uh, when both of them were, were happening, unfortunately. Uh, but I've had a chance to go back and listen to the audio mm-hmm. of them, and it's, it's incredible. I mean, obviously – uh, so far, Gene Case, who is uh, head of the, the Case Foundation, she was uh, CEO for AOL. She's the first woman to be on the National Geographic board. I mean, just an incredible person. Uh, and just to hear her perspective, a lot of what she was talking about was uh, the opportunity you did not pursue and you mm-hmm. did not take and mm-hmm. that uh, people tend to think about risk in a certain way. Well, that's also a risk, you know, choosing not to pursue something, uh, which I thought was a great um, thing for prospective students to hear, prospective business school students or anybody thinking about starting their own venture or stepping out, putting themselves out there right. in a kind of way. Um, a lot of that conversation was about risk and in sort of a, a different way than people typically think about it. And then Carolyn Miles, uh, Darden alumna, um, incredible career, 20 plus years as CEO of Save the Children. Um, And just to hear how she's taken her Darden experience, obviously her MBA training and sort of what she's thinking about and what she's interested in. Um, So it's a great way to highlight Darden in the D.C. area. And and that's obviously a story uh, that's going to continue to run for for many years to come. And we're just getting started in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. in in Washington, D.C. area. We've obviously got an executive MBA program there, starting to do more of these kind of 
intellectual capital uh, type events where the brand of the school is very much on display and the reach of the school. Uh, so I, I'm excited about that. And certainly um, I remember seeing the photos and, and obviously the blog post we ran about the event that you were talking about um, right. with the uh, with uh, sort of the college student audience here. Um, and it's great for them to hear about future year scholars and Darden and MSBA and all these kinds of different pathways that are out there to your point earlier about, well, you got it. How else do you learn about these things? You know, right. Well, and I think um, whenever you can connect it with a face and a story, um, and they can hear directly from students that, wow, she struggled with the same things I'm struggling with now, and the whole what you wish you had known. Um, I think our students are so good at and 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 forthcoming and and being real. Like, hey. I didn't know if I could do this. I didn't know, you know, and those fears and anxieties that I feel like all of us have at some point, at some level, um, and how that factors into the story and, and connecting that with where they're sitting now, I think is really important. Well, Haley, thank you so much for making time. I recognize offer call day is an exciting and busy time, but appreciate your, your carving out 30 minutes or so for this conversation. Uh, I've, I always learn some things from these conversations and certainly did so today. And um, good luck with your offer call. Oh, thanks. And that was my conversation with my admissions colleague, Haley Whitlock-Jury. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at Darden, that's D-A-R-D-E-N, at virginia.edu. And until next time, thanks for listening.